Hi, I'm Amanda. I'm Tina, and it is what it is. Welcome to I'm episode going. 10. We are finally in the double digits. I know. I, that hit me when I was on my walk today is that 10 episodes equals 10 weeks. Like, we're, we're doing it. We're doing the thing. <laughs> it's, it's happening. Yeah, Tina and I, uh, huh? What do you say? It's fine. You go ahead first. I was just going to say that Tina and I are both um, just like not having, we're not having bad days. Just we're both a little blah, but we have committed to showing up showing up as we are. So here we are. Um, Take us or leave us. Yeah, we're doing it. So today... What we want to talk about is I think that we both in our individual episodes and then just kind of generally throughout each of these episodes, we've talked a little bit about how each of us came to our own spiritual awakening and like what, how that came to be. And I think in this episode, we want to talk about what that's really looked like for us, what it might look for you. Um, and just kind of like get into that a little bit more than we have so far. So let's unpack it. But before we do, Tina is going to read us a little something. I am. Um, Mom, if you're listening, I stole this book from your house because it had <laughs> some insightful things in it. But it's called The Language of Letting Go. Let me know if you want it back and I will bring it back home. Um, but <laughs> each day it gives you like a little. Th- she knows. She knows that this is how I am. But um Every day, it kind of gives you a little insight. So today is about directness. We're recording on June 1st because timeliness is not in uh, in our vocabulary yet. But, you know, it's working for now. We're doing it. We're just doing it. So it says directness. We feel safe around direct, honest people. They speak their minds, and we know where we stand with them. Indirect people, people who are afraid to say who they are, what they want, and what they're feeling cannot be trusted. They will somehow act out their truth, even though they do not speak it, and it may catch everyone by surprise. Directness saves time and energy. It removes us as victims. It dispenses with uh, martyrdom. Martyrdom? Mm-hmm. Anyway, and games. It helps uh, us own our power. It creates respectful relationships. It feels safe to be around direct, honest people. So be one, basically. It's like shit or get off the pot. So today I will own, here's your mantra. Today I will own my power to be direct. I do not have to be passive, nor do I need to be aggressive. I will become comfortable with my own truth so those around me can become comfortable with me. I also want to just 
point out the fact that every week we read something from these books randomly, it's so relevant. And I don't read from this book. I always read from Warrior Goddess. And then I open this. And it was just right. So I was like, you know what? A dab will do you. And butterfly synchronicity. So there's a butterfly on the cover. Butterflies are mine and Amanda's thing. So a dab will do you. Be direct. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Hmm. That rhymed. Uh, kind of makes me want to pull from the Warrior Goddess. Do you care? Do it. Okay. Oh my God. Could you edit that out? That was like too nasally for my own self. No, I'm leaving it. Authentic. <laughs> okay, I'm something. Hmm. Oh God, here we go. She, get, she did the hoof. The quote says, Someone I loved once gave me a box full of darkness. It took me years to understand that this too was a gift. When someone, Jeez. when someone breaks a promise, betrays our trust, or abandons a commitment, it's natural to feel sorrow, grief, despair, or even rage. But with time, these gifts of darkness can benefit us because as we unpack the event, bring it to the light, and heal this hurt, we look deeper inside ourselves. We find things that make us capable of overcoming these obstacles, gifts that perhaps were in us all along or that we developed as we healed. These gifts are all the sweeter for the bitterness from which they are born. Today's action lists some gifts you have developed after going through difficulties with other people. Well, we know a few. How much time do you have? <laughs> what strengths have you found as you've moved through this darkness? If you're still in the process, look at the gifts as they are just seedlings and ask how you can nurture them to grow fully and completely. Oh hmm. my God. Uh, Little seedlings. Wow. I'm fine. All right. So on that note, spiritual awakening. And I think that if I, I'm sure, you know, you can Google it and get a definition, but this is just how I would define it. It's a definition, so listen up. I would say that a spiritual awakening is the process of coming home to yourself and not just coming home to yourself, but living as the most authentic version of yourself. And now when I say that, like I realize that it sounds like one day you just wake up in a field of flowers and like everything is magical and you start skipping and dancing around and uh, you're like, oh my God, this is beautiful. Where have I been all my life? And like some days are like that, you know, Tina and I will text each other and be like, oh my God, but look Amanda at this. Amanda will not hesitate to <laughs> knock me down when I'm feeling on top of the world. And I like, know. Like, just wait. I need, just wait. I'm going to stop doing that. That's not fair, but yeah, you little bitch. <laughs> some days, some days are truly magical, and then there's other days that are really hard to get through. Hmm. Yeah. Um. For me, well, first of all, let me just have a little random aside as I do. I think bears going through a spiritual awakening. <laughs> I really do. I really believe that in my heart, and I'll tell you why. Bears had some behavioral issues this year, and we all know that I bring it up. Whatever. But he's, yeah, I'm talking about you. He just opened his eyes. He's like, yes, go on. <laughs> um, he's been going to the trainer for a few weeks now. And they always, like, write a report card about how great he is and how intelligent, blah, blah, blah. And then they describe when he is, like, explosive and impulsive and, like, whatever. But they they love the shit out of him. And, and they, like, sent home a special paper because they want him to do these, like, extra add-on things to where he's doing, like, agility and treats or, and, and tricks and whatever. But... 
today when I picked him up, first of all, he was so joyful. I, I always come and he's walking with the trainer in the last few minutes and he's just like trotting around, prancing, whatever. And then this afternoon he took a little nap, but tonight like was the first time. And I can't tell you how long that I have watched him like joyfully and authentically like play in the backyard and like just flop around and like have his butt in the air and um he does this thing where he gets really excited and uh and like tucks his butt under and then runs really fast and pivots and he's just really adorable but point being he's gone through some dark days to get to these slight ones so and i think like i think if like I think the word spiritual like can turn people off sometimes and like your spirituality can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. Like spirituality for you, for me, a lot of times for Tina too, I think is just literally like standing with our feet in the sand and like, God, like mm-hmm. this, this is like, this Feeling is it. it in your bones. Just so feel- if the word spiritual, like you can ditch that word if, it, if you don't vibe with it. <laughs> oh. Um, so yeah, if you don't like that word, like you don't have to keep it. It's just, it's like, it's waking up, like waking up to everything that you've been pushing down and ignoring and like, yeah, that's what I got. <laughs> and, and people who are super religious and people who are not super religious, everybody has the capacity to be spiritual. Exactly. Huzzah. So yeah. So just like Bear, for me, well, maybe not just like Bear, but on my spiritual awakening, um, it was kind of sparked by, after my first reading that I had at Ascension Studio on the Outer Banks with Chelsea. Um, she's an angel, by the way. She's just amazing. Uh, but Diana offered to take me and it was the first time in my adult life where like I left and things really started to connect. I know that I've mentioned that before. Um And as I said, just a few moments ago, at first I felt like I was on top of the world and I had everything sorted out, but then shadow work came along and maybe Avanza was part of my shadow work to be like, just wait for what's to come. But I realized that that was only the tip of the iceberg. Like you go from like feeling like you have everything figured out. You do that thing where you click in my section and it just goes scrolling. Oh, I I totally forgot. I, I lost it. I'm gone. Go ahead. Keep going. We'll come back. We'll circle back. I'm sure we will. Um, yeah. So things start to get really complicated when you try to start figuring out who you are. And I'm going to get a little what? abstract for a second. Huh? No, it's just that that's where my thought was going. Is that like, it's just the tip of the iceberg. And like you, you come out of these things and you feel like, Oh wow, I have it all figured out. And then it's like, you get new downloads and you go to another layer of like getting to your highest good. And you just realize that you're, it's just like a game. It is. It truly is. It really is a game. All right. So let's get abstract for a second. While I was taking notes for this episode, I kind of had like this visualization. So like this wall full of plates, you know, like old ladies have like the decorative plates, this little tchotchkes, you know? Yeah. This is what I was like visualizing. So each plate represents like a different piece of who you've been, like different versions of you, different identities that you've taken on, ways that you've defined yourself. And then at some point, like either for some people, like what kicks off your awakening is one thing. For some people, it's a bunch of things. But either way, there's like this earthquake and all your plates fall off the wall. And 
at first you're like, oh fuck, like my plates, <laughs> like oh my plates, and you're trying to like gather all this stuff. But then like, if you just take a second and breathe, like now you have this opportunity to make a mosaic of like all these little pieces of plates, and you get to decide is this is this still me or do I not want to keep this? So I want to put this in. Where do I want to fit this? So it's really like an opportunity of everything comes crashing down and now you have the chance to like start over which can feel very like daunting and overwhelming but it can also feel really good and it's gonna feel like both it has Um, for me very uh very metaphorical much wow you know Um, symbolic very will of you great job um but i think that that is like the most freeing but most fearful part of your journey of coming home to yourself and it's never ending like you you basically just have a bunch of these like uh broken available pieces of art to like fit into your own mosaic and I feel like your mosaic is finally complete when you take your last breath and then you go on you know so like the moment that you realize you have the power and the ability like to write it differently to just like why do I have to be a perfect piece of China plate sitting on a wall when I could just be like wild, crazy, free, and then something totally cool happens out of that. Um, and, you know, I think a lot of times when we're, this is like how we're conditioned is like, we think that coming home to ourselves is rooted in like a location or people or things or whatever, but really the thing that gets you to come home to yourself is you. It's been you all along. You are the common denominator in your highest good. Yeah. And I think that like that visual kind of brings it back to that reading from the warrior goddess book is like, everything falls apart and it feels like someone's just bringing you this big box of darkness, but like in it, it's just, it's all, it's all these different experiences that come together and you you can look at it as like a broken hot mess or you can be like, Oh, I went through this thing and I learned this. And then I went through this thing and I learned this and you can kind of like piece it all together. But, um, but I think that like, it's okay to view it as both. Like d- your reading literally said, like, look at the broken hot mess, acknowledge that and then see like what good comes out of it. Like, I think, and maybe I'm going off on a tangent a little bit here, but I think we're what afraid reading? to like embrace the things that are, perceived as like bad so like being broken or going through hardships like that's always a hush hush thing for a lot of people where it's like we're not going to actually talk about that we're just going to like have that happen and then go on about our day when really like I don't know I just feel so much better to own where you come from you know what I mean because it helps you get where you're going and well yeah and Dolly Parton and not only that but like part of this process is that it gets harder and harder to ignore these parts of yourself that you've been ignoring. Oh yeah. It's so annoying. Especially like, especially the parts that you really don't want to acknowledge. Like I, I am an emotional spender. I am, uh, I cope with food a lot. Like these, these things about you and about your personality, Or like when I don't want people to 
like I push people away, like, you know, whatever, like these like dark parts about yourself that you don't want to acknowledge. It's they're part of you and they feel heavy and they feel scary and you've pushed them down for so long. But like the part of this process is pulling them out and being like, Oh, like you're just, you're part of me. Um, so how do you figure out who you are? Uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I completely have myself figured out, but I know how to figure out who you are. I know myself much better than I did even six months ago. Um, and for me, this has been, it's kind of been a process of figuring out who I'm not and like combing through my beliefs, trying to figure out, is this something that I learned or is this what I actually believe? And Sometimes it's both. Sometimes you learn something and you're like, yep, that I feel that that feels true to me. But sometimes you're like, mm, I learned this along the way, whether it's from friends, family, school, society, whatever. And you're like, mm, I don't, that's not actually how I feel. And um, so as you do this, your relationships are going to change. Relationships, uh, relationships straight up might end. Um, the ways that you relate to other people are going to change. The ways that you define yourself are going to change. And um, things that you thought like were who you were to your core, suddenly you're going to be like, oh, like that's actually not who I am. And this can be scary. Not can be. It's going to be scary. It's going to be isolating because you feel like you're losing yourself and everything around you. But, you know, it's, it's, it truly is just like a series of these tower moments. If you're familiar with tarot, like the towers, just everything, everything has to fall apart so that you can put it back together. Just like, you know, bring it back to the plates. And I, okay. So I have this new tarot deck that is um, called the cosmic slumber tarot. And I just really love the artwork. It's very vibrant and whatever. And so I pulled um, the tower as well last week for myself and it literally says in the description that like like you just said in order to rebuild there has to be nothing there like you have to like let it all fall clear it all out and start from the ground up and for me like I don't know for figuring out who I am I honestly just needed to take a moment to calm the fuck down (laughs) <laughs> like, like I am not good at that. Obviously, you can feel my pent-up energy. Sometimes it's healthy pent-up energy, and other times it's not. And before I really started this work, it was it was the latter. It was not healthy pent-up energy. So, like, when I'm constantly in a heightened anxiety state and I can't focus on anything but doomsday prepping, like, there is... Uh, there's no room for self-reflection and growth. And what I mean, like doomsday prepping, I literally mean like I have walked through the world for a good chunk of time, just like preparing for the worst, assuming the worst, talking the worst about myself. Like, so yeah, uh, I just really needed to breathe it out and feel what it was like to just be still and experience the world around me. Like my core coping mechanism is running. And I didn't know that that was a coping mechanism until this year. I just always thought, I was like, oh, I'm just like planning, having fun, doing it. But really, I was just like running away from myself. And my shadow was like, but I'm coming with you everywhere we go. So like, what are you doing? Like, I'm attached to you, dummy. Hello. <laughs> I am you. 
I am you. Yeah. yeah. And what, like one of the things that I've been working on in coaching and I've, you know, challenged Sheena to do this a little bit and I will challenge all of you challenging myself every day to, to try and do this as much as possible. But, um, the two main things that I am supposed to be doing from my coaching is I'm supposed to meditate at least once a day. And I have five reminders set on my phone to just literally to take a minute and breathe. And, um, she, we were talking about this last week and the purpose of this is to get you to slow, get me to slow the fuck down. So when those thoughts come in of like, Ooh, I'm going to go buy some shit that I don't really need. Cause it's going to make me feel better temporarily. Like when you start to slow yourself down and just calm down for a second, then you notice it and you're like, Oh, actually I don't, I don't want to do that. And you can decide to do something different instead. Um, but that I, I struggle with that. Um, Tina, I think you do too. Like just sitting, even meditating is like, when I first started meditating, I constantly had to have like a guided one and um, those were fine for a while, but then it got to the point where I would fall asleep. And I think what I'm realizing now is that I just, I just need to be like, just sit and be and let whatever wants to come in, come in instead of like, instead of making a moment that's supposed to be me slowing down and just dedicating a few minutes to myself, I try to add structure to that too. It's like, all right, we're going to do this guided meditation and it's going to tell me exactly what I'm supposed to do. It's like, just, just chill, like just sit, just do it. And I struggle with that for sure. And even when I take my breathing breaks, like my hand will like go to my mouse at, at work and I'm like trying to go click on something. I'm like, just, you can take one minute and breathe. Like just, chill and it's hard yeah um, I did my first like uh meditation last week when I was pulling my cards and I could only do a three minute one that's like and that was very hard to concentrate literally to just sit there and breathe is hard to concentrate on I'm like I'm like visualizing me like closing the tabs in my brain and then I like tried laying down but then she was like sit up and find your seat and <laughs> I was like, oh shit I'm already doing it wrong so like oh god it is so stressful it's fine we're fine everything's fine I mean yeah and for people like Tina and I who we cope in different ways but we also cope in similar ways and like I think for you Tina it's it's like literally running like I'm gonna go here and I'm gonna do this thing and whatever and I, th I think I do some of that too um I pack I either pack my schedule or I'm like I'm not gonna do shit like <laughs> there's no in between yeah it's either one or the other uh, but like it's even even telling myself I'm not going to do anything there's a time and place for that but when I do it and I use it as a coping mechanism it's like I don't do anything and like I can't even get out of bed when I'm yeah. just like having a negative I'm just like okay <laughs> just are. gonna be a blob for a little bit and then I make it worse because I put on quarters and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> just, and then I'm like, Oh God, Paul, did you see Becky and her? Like last night I'm watching one and, and she has a house and then she has another property that has a, a 13 bedroom motel room. Like how in the world? Anyway, I, whatever you get it. But yeah, like you said, I'm a runner. I like, she's I a just, runner. She's a track star. She's a runner. She's a track star. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, my example is just like, I'm a, I'm a yes man and I'm a deflector. And I didn't I'm even give my example yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Oops. Uh, well, you could go after me. Rewind. Oh, Do you, you want to say what your example is? Short, sweet, and to the point. I run the roads and I fill up my time where there's no time for me. Uh, I say yes to situations and problems that are not mine to solve. And then I allow that to consume me because that's like my personal conquest. Like I picture myself on this horse with like, I don't know, I'm like Thor with the armor and the red, you know, cape and, and whatever. But the armor is like plastic and it does nothing to protect, protect me. So I don't know. I didn't know who, uh, who I was merely for the fact that my identity was being the girl that was always doing for others, but never doing for myself in a healthy way. And like, so eh, mm, I'll talk about it later. It's fine. I'm holding it in my brain. It's on the back burner. Just go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um, so when we talk about like <laughs> these moments where everything falls apart so that things can fall back together, my example of this was, as I started going through my awakening, I've said this, you know, how many times can I say it? But my marriage ended. And I completely... What? That was a horrible Are you being sarcastic? I was trying to sprinkle it a little dark humor. It didn't go too well. So, sorry. Well, part of the problem is I can't fucking hear. So, um, anyway, I had completely taken on the role like the identity really of being a wife. And for a while, that's all that I was. And there is nothing wrong with being a wife. Like I intend to be a wife again someday, but that's all I had. And because things were bad, I was isolating myself from my family and my friends. Um, I didn't want them to like figure out what was going on. And I um, didn't really have any friends that were not his friends and the friends that I did have didn't live close. So I didn't see them very often. And he was my whole life. I woke up, I packed lunches, I went to work, I came home, cooked dinner, cleaned the house, washed, rinse, repeat. And it wasn't until the end of last year where I, where like I really started to take on any time for myself. And what I realized Anytime that I was taking for myself, either he wasn't there or I was behind a closed door, like completely by myself. And, um, you know, my marriage ended for a lot of reasons, but one of those reasons was I did not feel like it was safe for me to explore who I was within the context of that relationship. And not that I felt like I was in physical danger, but like there wasn't room for me to be me, like and I had completely taken on that role of being his wife. Are you and... there? Because my computer just froze. Oh, I've been here the whole time. There you are. You're here. Okay. Your face looks like this, frozen. Good. That's a good look. I was, I was pretty much done anyway. But the whole point of sharing that example is like, that fell apart. Like, completely. Crashed and burned and... Now I am now, like Tina said, now that that has all come crumbling down, now I can rebuild. But if I was like still holding on to that and trying to build onto it, then like stuff would fall off and like something would break and it would, we would fix it. It's just like, it doesn't work. You gotta, 
it has to just fall apart so that you can start over. Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I can relate to you in the sense of like, you, you were like being, making time for yourself behind a closed door. And, and he, I guess it was kind of opposite in my house where like Paul was like, please come out of your shell and like, please let's do things. And, you know, please be happy here. Cause like when, when I first moved uh, to Fredericksburg, I cried the first day that we were in the same house. Like I, I got there unpacked and then I shut the door and uh, I just cried. And Paul was like, Oh God. <laughs> and it wasn't like, it's not him. It's just those transitions and inability to see a vision for myself because I didn't know who I was, was very, very overwhelming. And so like for a very long time until I started going to therapy and working on this, um, I would go like go to work, come home late and then go behind the closed door, watch TV, go to bed and do it all over again. So yeah, I, I relate to the scariness and the crumbling feeling of like not, not being able to, uh, explore who you were and like my not being able to explore who I was wasn't related to my relationship with Paul it was related to my relationship with myself yeah I think I had some of that too so one of like the major arguably the major theme of my awakening has been making room for myself um and some like some of my mantras is like I am making room for myself. I am constantly expanding. Um, so really, just like all of these things that I have defined myself, I I visualize myself just like pushing everything out of the way and like, all right, what is what is me? What is actually me? And so there's a card that I pull from my spirit animal oracle deck that I have, and it's the koi fish. And I've pulled it for myself. I've pulled it for other people. I can't remember specifically what it says on the card, but the general idea is that, you know, you put a koi fish in a pond and it'll keep growing, 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 growing until the point where it's way too big for that pond. And so if you identify with that koi fish, like you can be in that pond and you're just like swimming and bumping up to the sides and you feel like you've run out of room or you're stuck and there's not anything wrong necessarily with the pond that you're in it has been a good home for you but you outgrew it and you can stay in that same pond again getting a little abstract but you can stay in that same pond and you can complain like oh there isn't enough room and like this guy is like always right next to me and I just this sucks and it's hot and I can't I have no room to do anything you can do that and like I did that for a little bit or you can be like oh I'm gonna go find a new pond that like has more space for me and and then you'll outgrow that pond. Like Tina said, this, this doesn't end. And, um, can I jump in? Yes. Yeah. So all of that feeling, feeling like you, the space is closing in on you. And like the major theme with my awakening is just getting out of my head and into my heart, because I think that I'm not, I'm, I'm the opposite of what you were saying about like the koi fish growing. I think that I like just let the world kind of closed in on me to where I didn't have anywhere else to go. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. 
I didn't allow, like, I needed to have, like, an incredible Hulk moment and, like, use my fat koi fish fin and slap down some barriers to make a bigger pond for me so I could explore and, like, really listen to what it is that makes my heart really sing and makes me feel peaceful and makes me feel, just makes me feel like Tina, the 25-year-old woman. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good way to think about that that I hadn't considered before is, like, we can also, again, we're, you know, talking about ourselves as koi fish, but we can also get to a point where we're like, oh, uh, this is my pond, I guess. Uh, this is the pond that Complacency, was assigned. I think is the word. Yeah. Like this is the pond that was assigned to me. This must be where I have to stay forever. And uh, I don't really like it, but I don't really know. So, you know, be, be Tina, who is apparently superhuman koi fish. It's just like, I'm going to go. Got a blast. Um, this new pond be busting though. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, uh, anyway. So there is a saying within the spiritual community um, that you are your own guru. Like nobody knows you better than you know yourself. And when you go through this experience of like, you wake up and you're like, Oh my, I don't even know who I am. Like, who am I? And so this has been really hard for me because I've spent most of my life defining myself based on my relationships with other people and how other people have perceived me. You know, I've been a student, a wife, a sister, a daughter, a mentor, and like all those things are great, but they're just pieces of who I have been. Like they are not me. Like I am me and I have been those things. And that this isn't to say that like you can't or you shouldn't ask for help. Um, I've shared on here several times that I've worked with different coaches for different things. And these coaches have been people who are further along in their ascension than me who have helped me navigate different things. Um, But at the end of the day, like you have to decide what is right for you. Nobody else can answer that for you. And you can talk to friends. You can get other people's opinions. Um, and at first it's going to be really hard if like you ask for someone's advice and you're like, oh my God, like you absolutely should do this. And you're like, "Mm, okay, like that makes sense. I could see why that makes sense. But like, I've experienced this several times. Like you just got to do what's right for you, regardless of what anybody else says, or regardless of what anybody else is going to think about you or like someone's feelings are going to be hurt or like, maybe you might never talk to somebody again or well, and that's why there's like a gazillion self-help help books. It's not because like one person is better than the other, but it's because we're all different and we're all going to find like golden nuggets in different places and different resources and different people. Like it's not a one size fits all. Like everybody's on their own journey. Everybody's different. And it is, it's, it's very, very individual. Well, but and you this, can create community around that. Exactly. And this is like, this brings it back to like why we're doing this podcast in the first place is like, you know, like I've worked with different coaches and they've helped me with different things. And some, like some of them, I worked with them and I'm like, okay, I got, like, I felt like I got what I needed from that person. Um, They don't have to be somebody that you work with forever, but working with someone or getting inspiration from someone, it doesn't have to be necessarily like a, a, legitimate coach like people that I've worked with like Tina and I have been this for each other I've Mm -hmm. been this with my friends I've know Tina has done this with her friends it's like you 
you have all these perspectives and different ways of seeing things that ultimately just help you make a better informed decision. But at yeah. the end, at the end of the day, like you just really need to check in and be like, what, what is right for me and do that. And yeah. that, you know, saying that sounds easy. It's not, but like you have to, you have to do what's right for you. Yeah, for sure. And like for me, this experience has been about embracing all those qualities that you were talking about before, Amanda, like being a wife, a sister, a mentor, all those things, because something about me, like my whole life, I've always been a social butterfly. Like there's that synchronicity again, but I've never been attached to a single group. I had a group of friends from middle school that kind of carried up, but then we lost touch and you know, things happen and, but I've never been like, yeah, that's my posse I can fall back on, but I do have really good friends from different areas. And so like, I kind of felt that happening again, where I wasn't fully invested, I guess you could say in these roles, my wife role, my sister role, my daughter role, all those things. So now it's like, I've been trying to change that lens to where it's not just something I am. It's something that I am, but it's not exhausting to me. Like I'm, I'm not trying to juggle all this at once. I'm trying to hold space for each of these roles in their appropriate context. Um, and, and really that's what these past five months have been about, which, you know, I've, I've been put into a position where I am alone. Um, and like, not, it's not like about being, I'm not alone because of Paul. I'm not alone because of Amanda, I'm not like physically alone, but I'm alone in the sense where there's nowhere else for me to run to escape to. And like, while that's been super difficult, it's been the most needed time in my life because for the first time I can really, uh, that I can really recall, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to have a vision for who I am, what I believe, how I want to live my life and, and who I want to, and like, not who, but how I want to be in the world. Um, and honestly, it just feels like a present that I'm unwrapping a little bit at a time because to know myself and to get to know myself each day, like I can't tell you how amazing the spiritual awakening has been just for the basis of like how much it's helped my marriage. Not that Paul and I have had a bad marriage, but it's helped us connect so much more than we've ever connected. And like, we're so in tune and we spend time together and we really listen to each other and it's like we I I really do feel like we are a unit. We are we are the max. Like we are solid. And I and I really do owe a lot of this to my spiritual awakening and the work that I've done. Um so it might be difficult, but it's for shizzle worth it. Well yeah, and all of that speaks to like you you can't show up in any area of your life if you're not you know, as cliche as it sounds like your cup has to be full. And if you're constantly pouring from an empty cup, like then you get resentful towards other people, even though maybe they're not even doing anything, but it's like, it's, you gotta, you gotta fill up your own cup first and then, then you can help other people and then, then you can show up differently. And so, you know, there's the, there's the two of cups. Like it starts with the ace of cup, you know, finding your, your golden or ace of pentacles, finding your golden nuggets, filling your own cup, and then being able to like move into the ace of cups, which is like you being able to fill up your cup and other people being able to fill up yours and, and vice versa, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. And so I feel like when we talk about all this, it, it sounds easy. <laughs> and it's not. It's not. Tina and I have been deep, deep into our own shit for, I mean, I would say for both of us, it's really like kicked it into high gear over the last six months or so, but probably I think like slowly, but surely we were like coming to these things over the last year. And like, I think, yeah, for sure. Not, not, not as like a character judgment or anything, but I think that I'm like just this tiniest bit ahead of Tina. And I think that's been helpful for our relationship is that, I can point out to her things that she hasn't seen. She can point out things to me that I might not be seeing. Um, and that's been very useful, but so yeah, this is, it's not all hearts and flowers. It can actually be very exhausting and it's, it's never ending. Like you have, like Tina said, that present, like sometimes you open the present and you're like, Oh my God, this thing that I really wanted. And then sometimes <laughs> and then other times you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> I I was thinking more of the kid that's like, it's an avocado. Oh, Thanks. I just went into sheer panic. You were so. like, oh my God. <laughs> but it, it really is that too. Sometimes sometimes you open a present and you're like, oh, it's like, look at this nice thing I've now learned about myself. I love that. And then sometimes you open it and you're like, mm, nope, <laughs> never mind. When Paul got me a duffel bag for my birthday two years ago and I reacted horribly. Did you ever see that video? I have, and you used the shit out of that duffel bag, I just want to say. I, know. <laughs> I opened that thing, and I, I don't know what I was expecting, but he was so excited, and he opened it for me, and this video of my, like, I realized that I just walk around with a stank face all the time, and I am not good at hiding how I feel, so I guess that's why uh, I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I don't play poker, but uh, he was real, real sad that I reacted that way, and uh, I've made up for it since then, since I uh, used my duffel bag all the time. He's like, I just thought it would be so practical for you. And you just, you're, you're always worried about filling things in that duffel bag. And now you have one that can fit a hundred outfits if you want. It was a very nice gift. And that's why we love Paul. We do and love I'm Paul. Piece of shit, but I'm working on it. Okay, stop saying I'm not that. Act I'm not actually a piece of shit. Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you. Take it back. Um, so yeah, this process is never ending and you're going to like, you know, you're going to wake up and you're going to go back to sleep like forever until you die. And wow, that was very uh anticlimactic. I yeah, you know. There's there's not really a better way to put it though. Like that it just you're going to go through highs and lows and you're going to, you know, it's it's a never ending cycle. There's what I'm trying to say is there's no destination. Like you don't get to uh, a place one day and you're like, oh, I'm healed and everything is great and no nothing is ever going to trigger me again and I have figured out everything. Like, you're you're going to think that that's where you got and then something's going to happen and you'll be like, oh my God, this memory from when I was seven or whatever. Like, it's, it just, and then you'll figure that out and you'll just keep going. And so you can look at this as, daunting and that is absolutely valid but if you can try to also look at it as fun and, and exciting and I'm that's how I'm trying to look at it and I can't I don't look at it like this every day sometimes it's really hard to but I'm like I'm starting from scratch I am at you know 
this is now an opportunity for me to be whoever I want to be. And the first, the first step is like figuring out who am I? And I've been doing that. And I've really, for the first time in my 29 years, like actually figuring out who I am. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you know, like, like saying that this is going to be like a difficult and exhausting process. That's not like, that's not negative. It's an inaccurate statement to think, or it's an, it's just, it's inaccurate to think that once we do something to work on ourselves or that like we have an aha moment that the work is done because uh, just like life friends, uh, it's always changing. And, and so are we, and you also have to remember that coming home to yourself is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Okay. One that's worth it in the end. Okay. If you have to rush it or force it, it's probably shit. So just like let it marinate and uh, come on out when it's ready. (laughs) Yeah. And like, and not only that, but I think that Tina and I have both been trying to get out of this victim mentality. Uh, I think we've both lived there for quite some time and we're both trying to really shift this narrative of like, look at everything I've been through. And I think last week, Tina, you described it kind of as like a badge of honor. And yeah, in the beginning, yeah, it's, you know, it's like, oh, just look, I've been through so much. And that like we have, that's absolutely true. But we are, you, you still can be a victim, right? Like you can be a victim of something like we're not saying like, don't think you're a victim or don't know you're a victim in a situation, but like, but that doesn't have to become your identity. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't have to become bad things just happened to me and don't get so committed. I can't, I can't take credit for this. I saw it on a Facebook post, but like something to the effect of don't get so committed to your suffering that you make it impossible to change. So if you're just so like, Oh, why is it? Manifestation. That's manifestation. And that's, that's a different episode for a different day that we'll get into. But like, if that's all you think, sorry to cut you off, but you were on a roll there and I was really feeling it. If that's all you think is that you deserve bad things and things will never get better or whatever. Well, guess what, honey? That's all you're going to get because that's what you're asking the universe for. Yep. You know, one of our, uh, one of our favorites, Jessa Reed talks about the universe as a waiter And if the waiter comes up to you and is like, hey, what do you want? And you're like, I do not want spinach and artichoke dip. (laughs) Like all the universe hears is spinach and artichoke dip. So if you're like, God, I, all these bad things keep happening to me. Like, why does this keep happening? And the universe is like, oh, bad things. Here you go. This is what you ordered. So yeah. And then you're surprised. And it's like, but are you really? True. True. Um, so yeah, look at, look at everything that you've been through, but instead of like holding out your hand and waiting for the universe to give you what you think you have earned or what you're entitled to, like, just like we just said, you can still be a victim of things, but that doesn't have to be who you are and that doesn't have to be your story. So take on an active role in creating the life that you want to live. And in order to do that, you have to start healing. No one's going to do it for you. No one's going to show up and be like, hey, um, let me just like work through this stuff for you real quick and then you'll be good and you can move on your way. Like it's, it takes work and you have to do the work. You have to want to do the work. You have to want to fix these things. Not that there's anything to fix. I don't really like that word, but resolve these things. Yes. Unpack, 
resolve, work through. Understand. Under, yes, that's good too. All of the above. Yes. And you have to do that. No one's going to do it for you. Exactly. Think of the Dolly Parton song. You better get to live in. Love in. All of the above. Love in. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. So. I feel like maybe this wasn't as totally structured as some of our other episodes, but that's what but we got for it. you today. And you know, it rains true. Even on our days where we feel blah and we do this, like, I feel I better feel right now. I feel good. I feel better. Uh, and on that note, should we pull some cards? Let's do it. I think that I'm going to pull. Hmm, I'm going to pull some crystal energy today, but I also want to pull some self-care because positive, or I guess I should say productive self-care helps you come home to yourself. Are you going first since I read first? Well, so, I, you know, usually I would pull out my deck and I would shuffle, but then I pulled up and looked at the bottom of the deck and I think that the the three cards on the bottom is what I was supposed to look at because number one look at this card Tina oh stop butterflies butterfly in the sky <laughs> oh wow that's beautiful <laughs> thanks um okay so the three cards that were on the bottom number it was community potential and patience. And this comes from my sacred destiny Oracle. And so we kind of touched on this a little bit, but the, the more you become yourself, the more authentically you are showing up, the more you are making decisions that are just for you, this is going to, you're going to find your people like, and when, when, when you're having these tower moments and it feels like everything is falling apart and, oh my God, I'm losing everything and everyone and I'm going to be alone and no one's going to like me. Like it, it feels like that. And that's totally valid. Like sit in that for a second. But once you start to strip away these parts of you that aren't actually you, you find your people and like it, it uh, Tina and I going through this experience has strengthened our relationship with each other. But I've also like, I've met some really amazing people both in person and also I've made connections through like Facebook and podcasts and like people that I wouldn't have known otherwise if I didn't go through this experience. So like it, yes, it can be very lonely and isolating, but just keep going because you are going to find your people. And we talked about this a little bit in the last episode and episodes before, but like if you're not vibing with somebody, it doesn't have to be a big deal. Like you just don't vibe with them. Mm -hmm. um so then potential is a volcano um and it's like there's like a starry night i know none of you can see this but there's like a starry kind of galaxy looking sky and like it's like this volcano is getting ready to erupt so like you oh we're erupting you're having your incredible incredible hulk moment <laughs> so make a bigger pond yeah yeah exactly and like you, you, like all of you listening, but like also me and Tina, like we have been these dormant volcanoes, like just brewing and like, can't really see what's going on stewing and like, just all of this stuff building up. And we're getting to this point where like, we can't hold it in anymore. We can't hold back who we are. 
We can't keep abandoning ourselves anymore. And like I said at the beginning, like all these parts of you that you have previously pushed down and denied, like they got to come out. You can't keep ignoring them. They've got to come out. I don't know why I'm getting reptar vibes right now, but that's what came to my head when you said like erupt and I, I don't know. I am reptar, hear me roar. Okay. Um, and then the last card is patience. And I think that it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And as you start, once you start to like come into who you are and start to figure out the kind of life that you want to live, you're like, all right, I want to live it right now. And like, chill. That's again, that's valid. But like, you, for me, this, I am undoing 29 years worth of shit. (laughs) So that's not going to happen overnight. You can't just go from like who you were to who you want to be. It's, it's a process. It it is a, what is it, Tina? A marathon, (laughs) not a sprint. Also, when Amanda says she's undoing 29 years of shit, she's not saying, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm speaking for you. Like, we're not saying like undo all the things that have ever happened in your life. It's like, let's just reevaluate how we choose to react and cope and feel and those things. Cause you can't change what's happened in your life. You can only change how you react to your life. Yeah. I don't want to go back. You know, I, I wouldn't change anything, honestly. Um, even the even the dark parts and the hard parts to get through I, don't, I wouldn't change any of it but I'm I am I'm deciding for me not, yes. any, not anybody else I'm putting myself first and yes oh my god beautiful yeah well are you done yeah I pulled my three cards so I pulled wow what was that that was the name na- that was somebody speeding in the neighborhood at 1042 at night. Oh my god. Being hooligans. You just never know. Um I, I bet you it was that Tacoma. There's a Tacoma. He does like to drive fast. But anyway, you know, his prerogative. Um I pulled Lapis Lazuli. And I like saying it like that, Lazuli, because it makes me think of Fazoli's, which is actually not a great restaurant, but it's fun to say. But it says make a decision. And you were talking about decisions in the first cards that you pulled. Um, and be direct. So it kind of comes full circle back to how we started this and just making decisions towards your highest good. Uh, then I pulled Jade, which is like be the bigger person. And I think that that goes well perfectly with your uh, koi fish analogy is that like the more you grow, like the more space you need. So like be the bigger person can be like a negative thing of like we talked about that last week. Like be the bigger person. Like where is the threshold of being the bigger person to where you like turn into the incredible Hulk and like Hulk smash. Cause Hulk can't take anymore. But I think like in this context, it's like, don't make yourself small. Yeah. Take up the space. And then selenite, the queen of all crystals is clear the clutter. So clear out the shit to get to your heart. And that's important. Also, Mandy, you'll appreciate this. The first card that jumped out in my self care was look for the fairies. Wow. These fairies. I know they, but like, how do you look for fairies? I'm if sure. anybody, if anybody that's listening, like knows anything about the fairies, cause they have been all up in my business, but I can't, you know, like I got to take it a step further. I don't really know how. Yeah. So if, if you are in the know, message so if me. If you're really woo, look for some fairies. If you are moderately woo, 
um, or just interested, sync with the moon. There are a lot of uh, astrological things happening currently. A lot of change and transition and the energy has been like real, real, real intense for some time now. Um, and then if you're not woo at all, how about read a book? Take some time for you and get lost in a book. Uh, there's this quote that... It'll come to me, but it's about like just getting lost in a story and like, like just totally tuning out the world. So, you know, a good book never hurt. A good book on the beach. A good book sitting in your backyard, wherever, whenever. Yeah, I think that actually came up in a reading I had recently. Um, it was like get out of your head and into a book or something like that. I remember you telling me that. So yeah, yeah. which. I don't, should we announce uh, next week's fun or should we just let it be a surprise? Um, nope, I think we should announce it. So, well, we've been getting lost in a book. We have been. Speaking a really of books, good one. Um, next week we are going to have our first guest. Her name mm -hmm. is Natasha Sattler. I think that's how I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Oh my God, if not, if I not, apologize. Please tell us. Um, so, she is, she is. She travels. She's an author. Um, I don't want to get too into it and spoil it for next week, but she's she, a badass. She wrote the book um, "Shit Adults Never Taught Us" that just came out in April. Um, Tina and I have both read it, and I think that it is very relevant to our audience and what we're trying to achieve and get out there and learn and. Um, so she is going to come on next week and she's going to talk about her book and Tina and I are going to have some questions for her and it is going to be exciting to have a guest. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait. Um, I can't wait for her to jump into Amanda and I's energy and just uh, be part of the fun. And I just can't believe that 10 episodes in and we're having a guest, like not just a friend, not just like, a guest, somebody that wants to interact with us. It's very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> uh, all right. So stay tuned for that. Um, and as always, shout out to Jess Walker for our cover art. Shout out to Doug Halliday for our music. Shout out to Shree and Tree and Chelsea and the whole Ascension crew. Um, everything that they've done for us, the support that they've been for us. Um, yeah, seriously. Can I also just interrupt for one second? And I'd like to give a special little extra shout out to Tree. Um, I'm not going to tell you guys our conversation, but she took some steps today to uh, show that she's coming home to herself. And I know that it was a little difficult for her and I respect it and I respect the vulnerability and she's amazing and she's somebody I really look up to. So shout out to her for keeping it real. There you go. All right. This has been episode 10 of It Is What It Is. We will see you next week. Peace.